Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And today's podcast is actually going to be part one of a message that I preached on my book called A Glorious Bride. And so if you're interested in checking out the book, it's available on Amazon and there's also an ebook. There is a link in my Instagram bio if you're interested in purchasing it. And so I hope you enjoy part one and stay tuned for next week, part two. What a great looking crowd tonight. You're going to be blessed. Who came in in great expectation? Well, I am super excited tonight as it has been announced that uh, tonight Minister Victoria VC is going to be ministering to you. The Lord uh, put it in her heart or prompted her to write this book. And it was this year. It came out this year, right? And so it's the glorious bride. And how many of you know that it's what a timely book? You know, we know that Jesus is coming back and very soon, and he's coming back for a glorious church, a church that is manifesting the glory of God, a church that is where God will have them to be fulfilling each and every one of your plans for their lives, expanding the kingdom of God, being the witnesses that God has called us to be, and being the sons and daughters. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let me just, one part that I like. I'm a highlighter, stars, everything. When something hits me, I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And I just highlight it, put stars, and go back because that's, that's, that's what hits me. And that, what, only what hits you is what's going to change your life. Only, what do you really mean what hits me? What becomes real to you? Like, whoa. And um, uh, it's called revelation knowledge. And so here's one of the things that you'll be reading. Drinking from the cup of salvation. I thought that was wonderful. It says, how can we ever repay God for all he has done? And for the salvation we have in Jesus Christ, David said, I will take. David knew that God is most pleased when you take what he has provided for you. When you drink again and again from the cup of salvation, this cup includes total freedom, divine health, joy, peace, authority over the devil, supernatural wealth, dominion over the circumstances of life. In Christ, God has given us everything. Say everything. Once you are born again, there is nothing more that God can give you. The more we know his word and take what belongs to us, we begin to walk in realms of glory on this earth. I was like, what? That's good stuff right there. One more. And then I'm going to hand it over. By understanding and wisdom, you shall be firmly planted in the land of the living Once you know and understand your covenant rights in Christ, the devil will never again be able to rob you of your glorious life in God. Well, won't you give a warm welcome to Victoria VC? Hello, everyone. Glad y'all are here. I just want to start off by saying, man, it is literally a privilege for me to stand up here. I don't take it lightly at all. And you know, this book, I can honestly say, 
is the fruit of sitting in this ministry, sitting under Pastor Sandy, Pastor Jesse. I mean, week after week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, for a little over two years now I've been here. And um, I can honestly say that it's the fruit. It's, it, it, revelation comes by impartation from the fivefold ministry. It doesn't just come from nowhere. It's the seed of impartation. When we're sitting under the word of God, something is taking place. And so, you know, I just want y'all to know, I've been to a lot of churches. I grew up in church. This house is special. These pastors are so special. They teach the, uh, the uncompromising, full counsel of God's word. And it is powerful. So, I mean, every time you come in these doors, man, that's why we got to come hungry. Our pastors, Pastors are literally gifts from God to the body of Christ. And it's not to be taken lightly and it will change your life. The more hungry you are, the more you receive from the mantle that God's placed on their lives, the, the higher you're gonna go. That's God's gift to us. And so, you know, a little bit about my book, like Pastor Sandy said, it's about the glory of God that's coming upon the final hour church. And so, you know, this book, I wrote it during the 21 days of prayer and fasting back in January. So this was prior pandemic, prior all this craziness. So this, this is what I felt like the Lord had spoken to me for 2020. I mean, not only for this year, but I know that it's timely. I know that this is what God is beginning for this year. That scripture in Habakkuk chapter two, it says that the, um, like the waters cover the sea, so the knowledge of the glory of the Lord is gonna cover the earth. So, so that was God's plan back in January. So, so whatever the devil's trying to do is he's always trying to play catch up. He's always trying to like undo what God is trying to do. But you got to know that the devil always comes with too little, too late to stop the plan, to stop the purposes of God. You know, if you even think about it with Jesus, when, when Jesus was, um, was born, when Mary was going to give birth to Jesus, what happened? King Herod issued an order. We got to kill all the sons. We got to kill all the babies. But just like that plan failed, and Jesus was born and he lived and he died for us. He redeemed us. Just like that plan failed, the devil's plan has failed. He's tried to bring a flood of fear, a flood of virus, a flood of sickness, but there's coming a flood of the knowledge of the glory of God in the name of Jesus. And so that's, that's what my book's about. God, just because of the devil's doing whatever, God's plan has not changed for this year. God's plan has not changed for the body of Christ. This is your portion because of what Christ has done. And so, you know, there's a lot in the the book. I can't go through all of it. We'd be here all night, but um, I'm going to touch on some of like the main things. And so my first chapter in here, I really talk about righteousness because this is the foundation for everything that you're going to receive from God. This revelation changed my life. This is how you're going to have rock solid faith. You got to understand that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm going to read all this scripture. This scripture changed my life. And you know, I pray that you meditate on this scripture and let it become so real to you. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. It says, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God has been made unto us. So Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That it is written, he that glories, let him glory in the Lord. So if you're gonna glory in the Lord, you need to understand that Jesus Christ has become your righteousness. My righteousness is a person. 
It has nothing to do with your performance. That's why I want to start with this because I want every person in this place to know if you've received Christ, you are perfectly qualified to receive everything that I'm talking about. You are perfectly qualified to experience the glory of God in your life because everything that you receive is based on your righteousness. And your righteousness has nothing to do with your performance, with how you feel about yourself. That's why we have to get our eyes off of our own self, our own shortcomings, our own weaknesses, because, you know, like Pastor Jesse's been, been talking on Wednesdays, we're all in the process of being sanctified. So if you're waiting to we reach some level of perfection in God to receive what he has for you, you're never going to get there. Because we're always, we're always going to be being sanctified until Jesus calls us home. So you got to understand that I'm not qualified to walk in the power of God. I'm not qualified to walk in the supernatural power of God because I'm extra spiritual or because I've done X, Y, Z or because I've been saved for this much amount of time. The day you're born again you receive living on the inside of you the person of the righteousness of God and so when you understand that your right standing with God is a person and you understand that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forever he's incorruptible indestructible he never changes he's ever faithful and that my right standing with God you can everything you can say about Jesus you can say about your standing before God the Father apart from your deeds apart from your efforts apart from whatever your past is you are righteous before God and so I want to read all this scripture in Galatians chapter 3 this scripture set me free because you know I think even in church we, we get into all this kind of strong I mean the devil used to lie to me and be like oh well you're not qualified for that part of the covenant because you haven't really won enough souls and all this kind of crazy whatever but you got to understand that Christ qualified you Jesus Christ fulfilled the law and when you received him you're now qualified for every single promise in this book all the promises of God find their yes and amen in Christ Jesus so you're qualified so this is what it says in Galatians chapter 3 verse 5 in the Amplified Classic, um, it says, He who supplies you with his marvelous Holy Spirit and works powerfully and miraculously among you, does he do so on the grounds of your doing what the law demands? Or is it because you believed and you trusted in the message that you heard? So you got to understand, your only part is to believe. Somebody shall believe. You got to believe. It has nothing to do with your efforts. Got to fulfill. Got to do X, Y, Z. Do I measure up? Because if you fall into that, the devil will keep you sin conscious. The devil will keep you conscious of your shortcomings. Be like, oh, well, you haven't really like been in church long enough. Blah, blah, blah. You are qualified. So just settle it once and for all. If you believe on the Son of God, you can experience everything that I'm talking to you about. Everything that belongs to you through redemption belongs to you. So Joshua 3, 5 says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. The Lord will do wonders among you. So he's basically saying sanctification equals the wonders of God, signs and wonders. And so that first scripture I read, Christ has been made unto you sanctification. So experientially, we're working out our sanctification, but before God, you already have your full sanctification. I have a guarantee that I'm being, I'm being made holy. I'm going to be made holy. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to keep messing up. I am being made holy. Christ is my sanctification. The day I was born again is the day you received the seed of your sanctification. That God is going to complete the work that he began on the inside of you. And when you understand that, it says, for tomorrow the Lord will 
will do wonders among you. When you understand Christ, my sanctification is living in me. Oh, signs and wonders are going to follow me. Not because of me, not because I'm whatever, not because I'm extra religious, but because of the one that lives on the inside of us. Amen. Hallelujah. So that scripture I read in the beginning, let's go there again. Habakkuk 2.14. So it says, the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. And so, you know, if, the, if you think about it, if the earth is going to be flooded with the knowledge of God's glory, it's going to have to be something that's visible. It's not just going to be an ethereal feeling. It has to be something that's visible. If the whole earth is going to see it and know it, you can believe something you've heard, but if people know the glory of God, it's because they saw something. They're seeing something. And so, you know, God can only manifest his glory or his goodness on his people. So it's going to start in the body of Christ. It's going to start in us, but it doesn't just start outwardly. It has to start with an inward revelation of each individual. We each individually have to first be flooded with the knowledge of God's glory. It starts on the inside of us. And so, you know, that scripture, Pastor Sandy read it this morning, Colossians 1.27 in the TPT. This is kind of like the scripture that's like the main scripture of the book. It says, living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. So it's gonna start in you. But the good news about this is that you notice who's the one flooding you with expectation? It's Christ. Because you gotta understand that if it's all on us, I mean, I don't know about y'all, we can't, maybe you're here and you've been discouraged. Maybe, I mean, we've all experienced some sort of shaking this year and you're discouraged. This is the good news. Christ is the one. God is the one who's gonna fill you with expectation. This is not something that you have to conjure up in your own self-efforts. That's the scripture in Philippians 1. God is the one effectually working in you by his word and by his spirit, creating in you power. So this is a work of God. This is the work of God. This is not us trying to conjure up whatever, some kind of expectation that's not there. It's drawn from the living word of God. So, so the Bible says, you know, this is living within you is the Christ. So if you think about it, Christ living in you, Jesus Christ is the word of God. So, so he says living within you is the Christ. So what's going to flood you with the expectation of glory is when the word of God becomes alive on the inside of you. And so you have to understand the Holy Spirit, who quickened Jesus to raise from the dead? It was the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, that's his job. That's what he does. That's his nature. He quickens Jesus or the word to life. So the Holy Spirit, he's constantly, since that day, he's always looking to come on the word and resurrect it to life. That's what he does. And so even right now, as I'm speaking in the word of God's going forth, the Holy Spirit's connecting with that word and raising it up in power on the inside of you, resurrecting it on the inside of you, building it into the very core of who you are. And you know, this, this literally is what changed my life because I grew up in church and I heard a lot of scriptures. But when the word of God when the Holy Spirit breaks open the word and it becomes a revelation, that's when the power is released on the inside of you and you're flooded, flooded with an expectation that I'm gonna see the reality of this word in my life. I don't care what it looks like in the natural. I don't care what anyone else is saying. This word has become so real to me that it floods you and it drives out every doubt, every fear, every hindrance. It's driven out by the power that's released when that word becomes alive. That's what it means to have Christ 
Christ living in me. Every word that comes alive on the inside of you is like another aspect of Christ being built into the very core of who you are. You know, the Bible says that his word is sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates between the soul and the spirit, the joint and the marrow. That means that it penetrates to the very core of your being. The word of God is so sharp. It penetrates every fiber of your being to where you become so consumed with God's word that you are, you become. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ is living in me. Christ is living in me. And that becomes real when the word becomes that real on the inside of us. And so Galatians 1.15 in the Amplified, um, it says, this is Paul talking. So he's talking about basically this same thing that I'm telling you. He says, God who has chosen me and set me apart before I was born and called me through his grace was pleased to reveal or unveil his son within me. So, so this is what happened to the apostle Paul that gave him this. I mean, we all know the apostle Paul had the most incredible revelation of Christ, of redemption, all this kind of stuff. But it was by the grace of God that God, it's not him, it's God unveiled Christ within him unveiled Christ within him. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter three, a lot of people quote the scripture, you know, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is liberty. And you know, that's awesome. But when you read it in context, it makes a little bit more sense. The reason that Paul is saying that is because he's explaining that the Holy Spirit is the unveiler of Christ. Amen. So the whole, where the Holy Spirit is, there is freedom, there is liberty because he's unveiling God's word. He's making the word of God. He's making Jesus Christ a reality to you. He's unveiled. When he unveils Christ, that's when light comes forth. Light breaks forth and drives out every darkness, every blockage, anything that's holding you down. That light is what's going to set you free. And so another part of my book, so I'm talking about the latter glory. So, you know, this all begins in us. We're talking about the living word. That's what's going to give you expectation to see the glory of God. Well, the Bible says in Haggai chapter two, verse nine, it says, the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former. And in this place, I will give the ultimate peace and prosperity, declares the Lord of hosts. So this to me, if, if the latter glory is going to be greater than the former, that's very exciting. We're living in the best days because that means that the glory of the final hour church is going to be greater than the book of Acts. So, so that's like pretty awesome because that, that means when everything you see in the book of Acts, I think it's going to be, it's going to be better than that. It's going to be greater. It's going to have to be. And what's so awesome about that is if you think about the book of Acts, they said, the, the government people were saying, these men have turned the world upside down. The focus was not on the government. The government was concerned about the church. So we know what the end is not yet. Dr. Rodney had the vision. We know the end is not yet because in the final hour, in the last moments, the greatest focus, it's not going to be the church focusing on what the government's doing. The government's going to be focusing, oh my gosh, what's happening with the church? These men have turned the whole world upside down. And if that was the book of Acts and the latter glory is going to be greater than the former, who knows? It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But we have to be expecting that. you got to let that word become so real to you and allow that to become real so that you begin to expect. When, man, what you see in the book of Acts, it's, it's going to be, I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, well, that was for those days. But it's going to be greater than those days. It's going to be greater than those days. Hallelujah. 
So the glory of God, the latter glory being greater than the former. So when I say the glory of God, what I'm talking about is the manifest goodness of God. And so I have a whole chapter in the book about the goodness of God, you know, what, what all that entails. But Hosea 3, 5 in the NLT says, in the last days, they will tremble in awe of the Lord and of his goodness. Now this, this is very powerful because notice that it doesn't say people are gonna tremble with fear in awe of, of God's judgment, of God's wrath, of enduring the tribulation. No, the reason people are gonna be trembling in awe is because of his goodness. So, so that's what you ought to expect. We're not expecting anything other than the goodness of God. No matter what's going on in the world, this is our portion. This is our news. This is our news. And so, so that's our reality, the goodness of God. And through redemption, you know, Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. He said, his name will be called Wonderful and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So that word wonderful in the Hebrew, it's, it's, it means a miracle, astonishing, like totally supernatural. His name is astonishingly miraculous, wonderfully supernatural, and the government of the body of Christ rests on his shoulder. That means that the body of Christ, our portion is to walk in the supernatural, to walk in the miraculous. And that means that the government of your life as an individual rests on his shoulder. God is upholding your life by the word of his power, someone whose name is called Wonderful. He's the one. He's the one. The government of my life and the framework of my life rests on his shoulder. How can I fail? How can we be defeated when the government of my life is resting on the shoulder of one called Wonderful, Miracle, Supernatural? So, so that's our portion. That's our portion through what Christ has done. And so Galatians 1.24, this is exactly what Paul experienced. Paul said, in uh, the Amplified Classic Version, it says, they glorified God as the author and the source of what had taken place in me. That means that something, there was something about his life that forced people to glorify God. That there was something about his life that people could not have thought that he's the one who did it. That means that it's beyond your own effort. And so, you know, that's really what I felt about the final hour is that what we're stepping into it's not gonna be something that any man can take credit for. What's coming, the boast will be in God alone, Christ alone, because God's not willing to share his glory. So if it's about you and it's about your efforts and you're trying to earn your way into some sort of miracle ministry, it's not gonna happen. God wants all the glory. He uses the foolish things to shame the wise. And so, so you gotta understand that that's our portion. That God wants us, that people are forced to glorify God as the author and the source of what have taken place in our life. And you know, this, this hits home for me because, you know, for me, I grew up in church. I come from a good family. I'm super blessed. But I, I, I pray to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, let no one be able to say about my life, oh, it's because she, she had a good parents and she grew up in church. Let it be notable enough that God had to be the one that did it for me. Let your power be manifested enough that it had to be you that did it. Let no person, no man be able to take credit for what is about to happen in my life and the life of the people of God. And you know, that has to be our prayer. That has to be, you gotta want that. You gotta want that. So that my life would bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus. That's what it's all about. You know, in Philippians, he said, he said, Christ will be magnified in me, whether I live, whether I die. He didn't even care. His life meant nothing to him. He said, whatever it is, I'm going to magnify Christ and Christ will be boldly exalted in my person. You got to make up your mind that that's, that's going to be my life to glorify the name of Jesus. 
And so I'm gonna read that scripture. Pastor Sandy read that, that Psalms 116, 12 through 13. This scripture, it is so powerful. When you get the revelation that, yeah, you, you can't ever pay back God for what he's done. You know, the, from God is all things, through him are all things, and to him are all things. Everything that you have is because of the grace of God. Everything you've ever done is because of the grace of God. Even getting saved. You know, God gave you the faith to get saved. When you turn to God, when you turn to God, he's actually the one that gave you faith to get saved. So who can boast before the presence of God? He's given us everything. So that scripture, Psalms 116, 12, David says, what shall I ever render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take, I will take, I will take the cup of salvation. I will take it. I will take what Christ provided for me. That, that's our response. That's the only response we can have. How could we ever pay him back? How can we ever worship him enough? You know, true worship is to lay down your life as a living sacrifice and allow his life to be manifest in yours. That's what it means to, to truly worship him is to take what he's done for you, to take. You know, the law demands, but grace receives. We're under grace, that's good news. Under the old covenant, the law was demanding of the people. You gotta do this, you gotta do this. But under grace, God brings you up from under the dominion of sin and death, and he says, my grace gives you everything. I mean, we have such a good covenant. The covenant of grace, man, that means oh, your job is to take to take, to take, take more of the grace of God, take more of the grace of God, take more of his goodness, more of his spirit. It's, there's no end. There's never is a river that flows and it never runs dry. Hallelujah. Man, that's good. Awesome. Okay, so next thing. So we're talking about the glory of God. So, so what, what's gonna be one of the main things that marks the glory of God upon the final hour church is two things, it's twofold. So one of them is gonna be the magnitude of what's gonna take place and also the speed. So we're talking about acceleration. So that's kind of the next thing I wanna talk about, the acceleration that's coming to the people of God. So Amos 9, 13, this scripture is awesome. Amos was prophesying about these days and you gotta believe that and really receive the scripture in your heart. This is for you. Amos longed to see the days that we are living in. We are truly living in the greatest days. So Amos 9, 13, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman will overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that sows seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine and the, the hills shall melt. And so what he's talking about here is an accelerated harvest. And so, like I said, this is twofold. So he's actually talking about a time when the harvest is actually so big that while they're still trying to harvest the fruit, that it's actually time to sow again, but they're still not done harvesting because it's so large. The harvest is so big that it's, it's already time to sow, but we're still trying to reap the harvest from the last one. But it's also, in another sense, it's, it's huge. And also there's an acceleration of the seasons. So, so all of a sudden you're reaping the harvest, but before you know, before you're done reaping, it's already favorable conditions for you to sow seed again and reap another harvest. So it's awesome. And in the, in the message version, it says, it says, I can't remember those specific words, but it says that it's gonna be everything happening at once, blessings upon blessings. It, may, it will make your head swim. It's gonna be beyond, it's gonna be exceedingly abundantly, above anything that you dreamt up between, above anything you could have thought up. It's gonna be way, way greater. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just wanna say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, 
share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening. And I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.